and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Sunday, the 12th of July, and joining me fresh from scouring the views of every fan on the internet to uh, to, to bring you, like, literally interviewing every single fan to make sure it's a completely representative sample. It is, of course, Andrew. How's it going, pal? Pretty darn well. How about yourself? Extremely good, thank you. I... Just, I mean, I tweeted this last night. I really don't think I could love this team any more than I do right now. I mean, every time we reach a peak, it seems like, mm-hmm. there's something else like a couple of weeks later. And this is just absolutely unbelievable. Um, I mean, look, I said on the last podcast that like, I could see, I think I said I could see the pathway to a win for us, as in yeah. I could see how we could beat Chelsea. Uh, and to some extent, that's kind of what happened. Like it went along with how I was thinking the game could go in a best case scenario. But to completely outplay them like that, and outthink them, and yeah. outwork them, and beat them three nil, and to be honest, three nil kind of flattered them. That's dreamland. I can't. Yeah, I just can't yeah. Believe it. My, my, my mate Tom messaged us because uh, we on the when we were watching the Wolves game, he was saying, "I think we'll beat Chelsea." And we were like, well, "I'm not sure." And he's like, "Where's my apology?" <laughs> <laughs> Like you didn't see that coming. Nobody saw that coming. <laughs> oh, it's just it was just magnificent. I mean, I, I want to just like make sure we grasp the full sort of context of this. I mean, Chelsea since lockdown before yesterday, they'd played six, won five, lost one, they scored thirteen. They'd beaten Man City and Leicester. They scored, um, I think it's something like they scored two in their last three or four games or something. At least two goals. Yeah, yeah. During in the final eight of the Champions League, for now they're probably going to get knocked out by Bayern, of course. But they are, and they're third in the league. Even after we beat them, they're third in the league, and we just completely outdid them yesterday. You know, right from the first whistle to the last. I think. I mean, literally the first whistle as well. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that first attacking within like fifteen twenty seconds. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I mean, you know, I talked about how proud I was after the Wolves game, but. You know, we've just beaten Spurs, Wolves, and Chelsea at home. The team's in tenth, sixth, and uh, and third as it stands, mm-hmm. and we got an away point at the ninth best team in between. I mean, we've just drawn at Liverpool, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? Like that's yeah. that is mental. You know, we haven't got to the um, you know top six of the Premier League by just beating up on all the rubbish teams. Basically, we've actually yeah. gone and beaten some of the better teams in the league, and in that time, we scored eight and conceded two as well, and. Um, yeah, you've probably seen this. It's the, the first time since 1991 that we've won four straight top flight home games. And obviously, it's not an easy run of fixtures, that, is it? Uh, you I know. never saw that coming. And especially after the Man United game where we uh, yeah, we were more positive than my list of the Four Blades podcast. And, uh, you know, after that, and, you know, obviously, understandably so, it's, it was so disappointing. And they're mm. really dark about it. And I think they summed up what we were all sort of feeling internally, even though we were more positive outwardly, I think, and stuff. They're always that sort of, you know, sort of, it looks like it's going to be a bit of a damp end to a season. I think mm. whatever happens now, we've had a fantastic sort of uh, end to, you know, whatever. Sorry, I'm just, we're watching Wolves live while this happened, but it's 2 all Wolves. So. Yeah. Everton are terrible. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Just <laughs> just gone in straight from the kickoff from the second half as well. <laughs> um, well, yeah, talking about like that, that, after only getting one point from those first three games after the lockdown, I mean, I think it would have been so easy for us to just fold, like in terms of just, you know, move the season into nothing to play for territory and just be 
kind of going through the motions, really. I mean, you see teams like Bournemouth do it loads, don't they? Absolutely bomb in the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This time they just bombed in the first half of the season as well. <laughs> yeah, in the second, yeah. Yeah. I think that's what everyone thought was going to happen to us, including our own fans, and, yeah. and that's understandable after those three poor performances that we came back with. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, the, the, the switch... Began to be flicked against Arsenal. I thought that was, uh, you know, that was the point where we suddenly looked much more like ourselves. Mm. And then these last four games have been absolutely fantastic. You know, even even Burnley, where it wasn't like fluent best or anything like that, we still went and got a you know deserved draw against a very good top ten Premier League team. But yeah, yeah I'm just um, I'm still slightly stunned, mate. I, I just uh, I, I kind of want to just rewatch the entire game because. <laughs> It was just fantastic. I mean, I never thought I'd get so much enjoyment out of watching my team not have the ball. <laughs> no, it was perfect, perfectly executed. I, I, th- I never felt again same as the Tottenham game. I was never on the edge of my seat when they were attacking. Really, obviously, a couple of occasions they got in, you know, and you're thinking, "Oh, good defending or whatever." But it wasn't like they were pummeling us with shots or you know creating chances or anything like that. It was purely sort of, "Yeah, have it. You're not, yeah. you're not doing anything." <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, when I saw the Chelsea defence yesterday, I was a bit like, "Oh, you know, this is yeah. this is an opportunity for us." I mean, yeah. Aspilicueta is good, but he was he's playing at left back. Uh, I, I really think Zuma is like below average centre back at this level. Uh, Kepper is definitely a below average goalkeeper at the moment. I think mm. I think Christensen can be bullied. I mean, there was that great moment where McBurney just flattened him. Do you remember that in the first? Yeah, half? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just he, completely bullied him, didn't he? Yeah, yeah just like, just eat grass basically. Um, I like Reese James, uh, and I thought he he did quite well. I thought, but he just got absolutely no support from um, Willian and uh, and Barkley in front of him. I'm glad you said that because I said exactly the same. I said, despite that, how poor they've been, I'm really impressed with Reese James actually. Yeah, there seems to be a bit of a division on this that he's not actually playing that well for them at the minute but you seem to there seems to be like equal amounts of people saying like no he's he looks like pretty good for them and then everyone's just like yeah no he's terrible but i um i do like him a lot um yeah with Jorginho playing i've got to hold my hands up and say i actually thought that would be a problem for us because and so did the chelsea fans in fairness i always look at like i say i've said before i always look on twitter when the team comes out to see what the other opposition fans are saying about their own team and they were all saying Glad he's back. We need him for this steal in midfield and all this sort of stuff, you know. And yeah, yeah he just pff, did nothing, did he? he? Got bypassed, out muscled, just completely got dominated. Really. Yeah, we, we, we're going to spend some time talking about his afternoon for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I thought you know him being more experienced and kind of less naive than uh, the Mount and, and Gilmore. Yeah, less likely to go roaming at a bad time, basically, and leaving a big gap for us. But oh my, that is um, <laughs> that is one of the. I, I can't remember seeing a good footballer get embarrassed to that degree for a really long time. I mean, it just it just was completely showing was up. It sent him, and it wasn't you sent me. Someone said he got one out of ten, and I can't remember what paper it were. One out of ten. <laughs> I, I can believe it. Um, yeah, we him and Rudiger both one out of ten. Actually. <laughs> We we made life hell for him, Jorginho. Um, yeah. yeah, that was which is really really satisfying to see. Nothing against him as a person or anything like that. It just yeah. you know, honestly, I thought like him being in the team that will make life harder for us because he will sit in front of that defense. We will have less space to break into. But no, the opposite was true. It turns out. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I kind of mentioned how much I enjoyed watching us not have the ball. I suppose and. 
just our approach was just so spot on, wasn't it? I mean, we, what was it? Twenty four possession percent yeah. possession in the game. Um, it's the it's the biggest winning. Mar- this is a bit convoluted. The biggest winning margin uh, by a team with so little possession. Uh, since they started keeping track of it in 2003, 2004. Yeah, I read that about 10 times in a row before I understood it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, and, uh, I think it's in the Football 365 one. There's been like, uh, however many wins there have been by three or more goals in the Premier League this season, the average the average margin of possession for the winning team is like 57% or something. We had 24%, which, uh, yeah, just, but I mean, it was deliberate though, like you said, wasn't it? You know, we were... We it was like it was kind of how Leicester won the Premier League a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. Funnily enough, you should say that because I was looking at the Leicester form last night because obviously the next game and I, I wanted to see what they were saying and and they they compared us. A few of them said they remind of us that of that team. They said like we like the quality of a Mares, which is probably fair to to be honest, yeah. or a Kante, someone like that. Uh, or even a Varda, you know, as a goal scorer. Um, but yeah, they said there were a lot of similarities between the team that won the league for them and us yesterday, how we played. Yeah, it was just, you know, seeing them swinging in crosses and O'Connell's heading away, Egan's heading away, Basham's getting a foot in and all this. The, the effort from the midfield three was just tremendous. And yeah, I just. You know, at the same time, uh, I think it was uh, Hinchcliffe was very good actually on, com- on commentary. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, um, was against Wolves. I think it was yeah. in. I think it was in the second half where we uh, so we're two 0 up, obviously, and Basham goes. Uh, we win the ball, and of course, Basham is the one carrying it into their box. I think he wins a. He like centres it, and ends up getting cleared away for a yeah. corner, and that's a two 0 in it. I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was into the second half. Yeah, and um, yeah. it says you know there are. Uh, I think it said they're defensively strong, but they're not defensive. Yeah, like, that's fantastic. Is... Yeah, summed it up brilliantly. Because yeah. it's easy to say, like, you look at our record and you look at the... We don't score that many goals and we mm-hmm. don't sort of concede many goals. I can see the narrative of, oh, yeah, these they just, you know, get everyone behind the ball and play for set pieces and what have you. But it's not like... We know it's not like that. We can play like that in certain yeah. games. I think against Everton away, for instance, we, you know, we were poor, so that's how we played, really. We, we just tried to... St- Stick it out, keep us, you know, keep us shape, and then just take the chances that that came along. But we're not normal like that, certainly not at home. No, and I, I thought we we were so. I mean, it was just this is why I just get so much enjoyment out of it. But we were so smart in how we played without the ball. You know, there was there was mm. times we just sat off them, and other times we we're like, no, we we're, we're gonna like absolutely step on your toes here if you're playing it out from the back. I mean, there was one bit in the first half where Jorginho he. Uh, he basically controlled the ball on their goal line, you know, like uh, sort of twenty yards wider goal because he'd had to go so deep to yeah. help them out because of how much yeah. we were pressing the ball and yeah, the pressing, trying... especially in the first half from the goal yeah. kicks and stuff, were just incredible. Yeah, McBurney and um, and McGoldrick obviously just working their backside off, and then everyone yeah, else, and even Berger and, and Osborne yeah. getting forward and you know closing everything down and doing it at the right time. I mean, you can see sometimes when teams try and press, it's like. One guy doesn't get it, like not that he doesn't try, but he doesn't realize the right time to do it, and suddenly that becomes an easy out ball. And like you know, you've got five players who've just sprinted for no reason at all, essentially. But yeah, I didn't, I didn't feel like we we did that all. And there was that moment in the second half that um, I know you spotted as well because you talked about it. But um, I think Rudiger had come on and he was playing the middle and got Zuma out wide of him, mm. and we were just completely sat off them. And then it suddenly looked as though the ball was about to go to Zuma and four of our players, <laughs> it was like a starter's pistol had gone off. Four of our players started sprinting towards Zuma 
And yeah. Ru- 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 like goes, I said to you, it were almost like when the crap player at school gets it. You're like, I could tackle him. Let's all go for him. Yeah. <laughs> it was amazing. I, I, I'd, I'd love to see that again. Just uh, you know, just such a tiny moment. Rudiger actually, as it happens. I don't know whether luck or judgment decided to go in a different direction, but yeah, as yeah. soon as it looked like Zuma was about to get on the ball, it was like, yeah, attack, get him. It was so good. Yeah. I mean, I love, you know, Wilder said afterwards, uh, you know, we can't have a game of basketball with these teams because we'll get mm. murdered, uh, which is completely true. And I, I think... Yeah, annihilated, as someone might say. Yeah, possibly a nod to another team who uh, yes. got promoted with us from the championship yes, last season. very much so, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, as you say, it wasn't um, It wasn't a... a to- it, it was a, a masterclass of defending, but we really piled bodies forward when we got the ball. Well, that's and... the thing. We had 26% possession, and I don't think anybody could have been that surprised. We could, we should have won that 5-0. Mm. I know. We... I, I couldn't believe it, but I was ending up like really angry at Musse for missing that one-on-one because I really mm. wanted 4-0. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously the Stevens one at the end. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean the game starts with, with O'Connell getting to their byline, doesn't it? Like in the first 12 seconds, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, so he gets on the ball in their box inside 12 seconds. I'm not even sure they touched it, Chelsea, had they? And, you know, their first touch ends up with, the, uh, I think, James clear. Uh, it might have been Aspilicueta clearing it for a corner, basically. Yeah. And then basically the last bit of the game as well, as you said, Baldock... Um, Bulldog runs into their box and sets up our other wing back. Yeah, two wing backs in the area, three and all, but home to Chelsea in the last minute. Ridiculous. <sighs> Just so, so good. And I mean, what is that? Eight, eight games in 24 days or something like that? Yeah. Just, and they're looking fitter and fitter and fitter. I mean, all, I think you mentioned this. I don't know if you did it on the pod last week, actually, where maybe this is where, the, where we're all, oh, we're raring to go and we're fitter as ever. Maybe this is where it actually comes in. Yeah, it's just, uh, just slower getting up to speed, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah. let's let's talk about the goals. Uh, and we're, we're going to talk about the uh, the main goal scorer. I, I want to have a whole section, a David, a David McGoldrick appreciation section at some point yeah. in this podcast. So yeah. hold your thoughts on that one. But yeah, first, first goal, just a... Osborne with that great little spin into space from the throw, you know, just mm. a, a tiny bit of quick thinking, quick movement uh, that I think actually was responsible for our first two goals, to be honest. And then, yeah, 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 he plays it to McBurney, almost finds the return pass. And then I, I love this from it's such a small thing, but Berger just brushing Mount aside to win the ball back. Do you know, yeah, when, when I saw that, I thought Ben's gonna love this. <laughs> I really did. It was the first thing I thought of. I like, just sort of gets his body in the way. It's like, yeah, you're not getting that now. Yeah, I mean, it's ah, yeah. I, I do, I do really, really get a lot of enjoyment out of seeing a United player do that kind of thing. Um, yeah, and then it, it goes to Bulldog. He crosses McBurney. I, I quite like this from McBurney. He holds his position a little bit. You know, he sees that yeah. their defence, which is a back four, obviously is getting sucked towards the ball. So he lay, he uh, waits waits in that space, volleys it off two Chelsea players. Kepa makes quite a good save, to be fair to him. I thought, um, I thought when it took those deflections that it was going in from McBurney's shot. Yeah, yeah. And there it drops to David McGoldrick, six yards out, the keeper on his backside, and he puts it into the goal. I thought, I thought we were offside at first, just to show because it was McGoldrick, and I just thought, you know, just obviously we're nowhere near offside, but you see, you see a tapping like that, and you're obviously your first reaction with all the goals we've had ruled out is right. It was offside there. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was like obviously quite clear on the first replay no nothing wrong with that you know bang yeah. absolutely delighted obviously we'll get on to him later but yeah absolutely delighted it were him yeah it's just a, a fantastic moment um, yeah we, we've been waiting all season and we knew it were coming yeah you know, uh, yeah we'll, we'll get to him I suppose 
The second goal, it comes from a free kick, which I, I really thought we were going to launch into the box, actually. Do you think the same? Mm. Yeah, yeah, completely, yeah. And it was just like, yeah, because everyone sort of went forward, didn't they? Mm, and I, yeah, and then, yeah, Norwood sort of stood over it. Because I, I think, yeah, that's it. Normally, you would expect if it's just going to be played short, like one of the centre-backs will come and play it short. Mm. But, um, yeah, Norwood, he looks like he's going to take it. And, uh, yeah, instead it just goes out to Ender. He plays that 1-2 with Osborne. Uh, a great first-time cross from Stevens and McBurney with a fantastic header. I mean, mm. not an easy chance. Perfect. I know Christensen's not close to him, but that's no. still really hard to find the bottom of the corner. I thought it gone wide actually, I, 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 because I just saw. I think it's because there's lack of fans there, and you mm. hear the sort of you know hitting the back. Do you like when it normally goes wide? It's the the the, the back side end. Or something. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't jump up for like a split second, and everyone was like, "Wow, oh, yeah, you see." <laughs> yeah, I think it's because uh, Kepa just sort of stared at it as well, yeah. didn't he? Which, to be yeah, fair, he wasn't... possible that. Yeah, I, just, I really did think it had gone wide. I didn't jump up at all at first. Or like, <laughs> uh, but Brilliant, Edda. Fantastic play again. So simple, but it's so sort of... You know, I, I, it, it was just perfection, how, how, we, how we executed it. Yeah, it's, it's a bit like the... It reminded me a little bit of the goals we scored against um, Burnley in that 3-0 win, where it's yeah. just like... Direct football, you know, pass, pass, goal, basically. Yeah. You know, from yeah, yeah, yeah. from nothing to a goal. Uh, you know, your entire team is back and in a, in a defensive shape. It might not be a very good defensive shape, but they were all back. I, I just thought, such a blades goal. You know, it's like uh, when Stevens is on the ball, he stood still. It's, it's a standing start. Mm. And then, yeah, from that to the back of the net in, in two passes. And it again, you know, a little hat tip to Osborne as well, who... I don't think he's got an assist uh, in the league anyway no. uh, in these games. But if you watch a lot of these goals back, he is playing the pass before the assist. Yes, heavily involved lot. in all three today. Uh, today, yesterday, should I say. Um, you haven't been to sleep, have you? Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, heavily, heavily uh, like obviously involved in, in, the, in the three. And the ones before, like against Tottenham and stuff like that, hugely involved. Yeah, he's uh, he looks smart. He looks really... Just very positionally aware with and without the ball. Um, I think I said it before. It just he looks like a wilder player. You yeah, know, someone who's not going to stop running and knows. I laughed he's... out loud actually when the commentator said Ben Osborne three million pound from Forest, and I think like teams most opposition fans must be watching that and thinking, you know, where are they getting these players from? Like yeah. a big amount of money. <laughs> I know it's it's pretty wild, isn't it? Um, I look at the Villa thing, for instance, and like you know the players they've signed and stuff. Marvelous Nambaka at twenty million, and you know, mm. and we've got Ben Osborne for three million. You won't swap them at all. Oh my word, Pickford has just made an incredible error. <laughs> I'm enjoying <laughs> this live Pickford chat. Sorry, uh, he, he managed to get it out at the end. It went. You, you'll, I'm sure you'll see it back. Is uh, just went through his legs. I thought he went over the line, but it looks like he's got it behind. Just unless the referee's watch is not working, who knows? <laughs> I feel <laughs> like small line technology, and he got away with it. But just a, a nothing shot went through his legs. I feel like every time I've watched Everton since lockdown, he's done at least one thing like that. There was one. He um... gets England team. I'm, I'm mass- sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm massively got on a tangent here when we should be raving about it now. But he gets in, in the England team and Mings after this lockdown period. If there's a friendly match or whatever happens, oh, well, I've said it before, I'm finished with them. <laughs> <laughs> just done with it, yeah. You, I think you're going to adopt Ireland or something like I want to adopt Ireland, yeah, I think so, yeah. yeah. I think because, I mean, Pickford don't deserve to be... He's playing awful. Everyone knows Mings is playing awful. Even the Villa fans are saying Mings is playing awful. And this is not about Jack O'Connell anymore. You've got Ben Mee or the, the Polish-sounding guy at Burnley, I'm not going to try. Tarkovsky. Yeah, playing brilliant. You know, why aren't you getting... Oh, yeah. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> Pick, Pickford's tipped you over the edge. 
I'm just watching it now. He's such a bad piece of goalkeeping. He's <laughs> he's laughing at it now. He's he's, he's finds it funny, but you know. <laughs> no, no one else is laughing. Julian. No, no one else is laughing. Um, where were we? So yeah, that was the single. Actually, I just just while I remember um, with the first goal when McGoldrick put it in. I really like McBurney's reaction. Did you notice this? It, it was like he'd yeah. scored himself. Yeah, he it was mad, so, yeah, it so reminded excited. me of Leon Clark against Wednesday when Duffy scored. Yeah, yeah, very, very similar level of like just team happiness. So, yeah, that was uh, that was a nice moment. Um, at half time, Chelsea and Lampard, I should say, just uh, whatever game plan they'd come out with, ripped it all the way up and yep. uh, and started again. Um, so off comes Mount and uh, and Christensen, who I said, you know, I really think that Bernie had bullied him. Uh, and yeah, on comes Rudiger and Alonso, and they switch to a back three with wing backs. I thought that's so telling. Just yeah, you know, just, just. I mean, on the view from a couple of Chelsea fans said they didn't respect us, which I don't think. I, I think that's harsh. But I think he thought their quality would mean that you know they, they'd have just got by without matching us up. I think he knew straight away. Probably, I mean, he probably should have changed it earlier. In fairness. Yeah, uh, but, you know, it's, it's yeah. We, we, they obviously tried to match us up in terms of three. I understand exactly what he was trying to do uh, in that second half, but it, the, the game had pretty much gone by then, hadn't it? Well, yeah. I mean, there's those absolutely insane halftime stats for us, and they're going back. Let me just see if I can find this. Uh, it's going back to 2014, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Was the last? So, okay, here we go. Uh, hat tip to Russ Cooper two on Twitter. It's clearly better yeah. than Russ Cooper won. Uh, <laughs> so Sheffield United, when winning at halftime since January 2014, played 95, won 80, drawn 15, lost zero. So getting close to 100 games now. That's last... insane, that, because that's bad team you've had in that period as well. Yeah, pretty much half of that has been <laughs> like a bit of bad team, yeah. If that's starting in January 2014, then you've got the rest of that season plus the Atkins season. And then, uh, yeah, the start of the Wilder tenure. And also, we've gone up two divisions in that time. So we started in League One, but then the competition got harder, both uh, like twice. So, yeah, yeah. That, that's absolutely insane. But yeah, you're right. I mean, I was pretty confident at half time, and then kind of more so when they made those changes in a way, because mm. I thought that's obviously going to make it harder for us offensively but I think you know we're, we're that's well that's ag- what I was surprised because obviously even Andy Hinchcliffe said well he's, he's trying to tighten up because you know we're creating too many uh, problems for him and stuff it's like we're mm. 2-0 up it's a bit late for that Frank yeah <laughs> well yeah and then you know 20 minutes later it, it gets ripped up again doesn't it and they go yeah. uh, back to a four at the back but it just I feel like we've seen it plenty of times this season where a team that is I don't want to say not good because I do think Chelsea are one of the Maybe one of the five best teams, I suppose. Yeah, with the, yeah. They'll, with they'll, the run, they'll finish top five. Yeah, yeah. And I would have said definitely top four um, if Man United haven't come out looking like they do post yeah. lockdown. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't want to say a, a, um, a vulnerable team, but a team with some vulnerabilities who come to Bramall Lane or just line up with a back four against us, basically. Mm. And I just think, oh, that's not automatic win, but like that is no, going to give no, us some no. opportunities. Yeah, I agree completely. And, and on that subject in terms of tactics and stuff like that, I, I think it's becoming ever more clear that we're not just a team of triers and it's not all about the tactics and stuff like that. Some of the play we were doing yesterday, just a little passing, it's direct but really good football. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm genuinely not bothered that people say, Oh, none of their players are getting. I think Tim Sherwood said none of the Sheffield United players are getting the Tottenham squad. I think Sooner said yesterday, 
you know, man for man, Chelsea are a better team. I don't agree with that at all. I do not believe for a second Egan and O'Connell won't get in Chelsea's defence, for instance. But I, I don't mind that. I don't mind people saying that because hopefully it'll take the, the attention off the players. And it's all going on Wilder, which is fantastic. He deserves everything. But these players are far, far, far better than they, they, they're being told they are by pundits. Yeah, I mean, you know, there were obviously a few times yesterday we won the ball back and it was like... Um, you know, just a, a sort of long, hopeful ball, I suppose, or just to relieve the pressure. But so many times, but particularly when we won it in their half, it, like some of the mm. interplay was absolutely magnificent. You know, yeah. just really uh, one touch, little flakes, and man, you know, one guy's going around the outside, the other one's running into the box. And it's one of those where you look at you, you, you whoever you're watching the match with, like you're looking at when you're out, you sort of your mouth open, going, "Is this Sheffield United? This is like what you." I mean, I'm watching like Hugh Wizzy's uh, uh, vlog after, and he was like saying. I wish this was my team, you know, and that's an Arsenal fan saying it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's so, it's just so easy to get behind that of like, yeah. you know, when you know you're going to have to work hard to get the ball, but when you do get it, something good is probably going to happen. Like, yeah. you're going to see, you know, Basham suddenly <laughs> burst forward 40 yards. You're going to see McGoldrick just dummy away from someone, you know, Stevens play a one-two, all this kind of stuff. Uh, Norwood, like, ping a 50-yarder. It's... It's exciting. Like every time we get the ball, I'm like, "Here we go!" You know, we might not score, but we might even have a shot at the end of this. But yeah, yeah, something yeah. good's about to happen. Yeah, it's it's just amazing to see at the minute. Um, in the second half, we we took Berger and McBurney off for Lundstrom and Musay. I think this was a bit of fresh legs. I think. It's yeah, I think it. understandable. I, I thought you might have brought Sharp on rather than Musay, but we're, I, I were wrong to think that because it did work out. I think that change. Yeah, I really want to move. Say, just thinking, we're you know we're already having like a quarter of the ball. So yeah, uh, yeah. and the more they push forward, the more space there's going to be for him to yeah. run in behind. So yeah, that made sense to me. Quite nice. My only issue with that with Moose is obviously with the obviously you know with Sharp he'll run around like an idiot and close him down. But it worked. <laughs> yeah, you know, wrong to, to think Bill Sharp should have come on. I think it worked perfectly with Moose coming on. Yeah, quite nice to see Lundstrom on the pitch again. Actually, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he played all right as well. Actually, when he came on. Yeah, some good uh, good defensive work, probably more than uh, more yeah. than an attack. But yeah, decent, uh, decent. Uh, he signed his contract, haven't he? Or, or not signed his contract, shall he? He's, uh, he had the one year extension. Uh, yeah. yeah, someone Analyze. mentioned that the other day. Yeah, that's right. Um, Pulisic comes off for Giroud, so this is where they start to change formation again, because they mm-hmm. go a bit more of four four. Well, not four four two, but uh, certainly two up top: Abraham yeah. and uh, Giroud. I was glad Giroud didn't start this game, actually. Um, I said exactly the same, actually. Yeah, I was quite. I mean, Abraham's got a really good record against us. Uh, he's obviously scored two early in the season, scored one last season. So there's obviously that fear there. But I think we'd have struggled more. Well, I think it would prove. I thought Giroud were far more dangerous when he came on. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about Abraham. I, I, I do think he's good. Like, I think he's a good Premier League striker. Mm. But he seems... I, I don't know, he's, he's a finisher. I, I don't know if I've seen much else that, from him. And, that header in the second half, what a oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I was just, just about to say, you know, he's a finisher, but he just looked... It just looked completely off it yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, in contact. the first half, they showed you this touch map, didn't they? He had seven touches, none in the area. I think his closest touch to goal was like 25 yards out in the entire game. Yeah. He played 90 minutes. Um, Although, up, up just, header. enough, as I've just said that, they just put Everton's touch match up for the entire match, and they've had one touch in the Wolves area. So... <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, Tony Abrams are like nearly as good as Everton. <laughs> Everton are another team that I will be slightly disappointed if we finish behind. I'm which... just, I'm just a little bit worried. It's Newcastle because every time I see Everton, I'm like, these are rubbish, absolutely <laughs> rubbish. And then you know they're probably going to beat us like Newcastle did. But yeah, yeah in, uh, <laughs> um, 
<laughs> uh, so Giroud comes on and he has that chance immediately, doesn't he? It's a long ball over the top, um, which where it became very apparent that Chris Basham had a concussion, I think, at that point. Yeah, yeah. He'd, um, he'd taken one in the face from a uh, free kick, when it, which... Yeah, hit him right on the right, right on the, the beach. Yeah, I think um, I think he, he had double vision, weren't he, and stuff like that. I think he's all right though. Isn't he? I don't think it was was it concussion or. I mean, they didn't say, but I would imagine he's concussed. Yeah, which... someone said if he's concussion, he can't play for a week. I don't know what the protocol is actually. In in American football, they have like a defined period of time that you can't play for, but I don't know what yeah. it is in the Premier League. I don't know. I read that someone uh, someone on Twitter said it could be nonsense, obviously. But yeah, someone said that you can't play for a week if you've got concussions. So, okay. Uh... So we might have to lie if he has and just say, I don't know. Just feel a bit off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not seeing with a five second Google. I'm not seeing a yeah. like, actual defined thing, but maybe it is. Um, that said, I. I don't know. I, I could see it not play. Admittedly, as it happens, this is like a longest break between games yeah. Like, yeah. so far. So maybe it'd be all right for... Uh, it's Thursday, isn't it? Yeah, like Thursday. The... So yeah, it's the longest break we've had so far. It's going to be weird not having a game every two days, isn't it? Yeah, I know. Especially with us doing this podcast on uh, on the Sunday, the day after. I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know what to do with myself first. Yeah, no, yeah. Just, just rewatch the game again, I suppose. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Bash was definitely... He was clearly concussed. Um, so he goes off, Jaggy Elka comes on. A small, <laughs> I don't know, a small frisson of nerves here when uh, when Jags comes on. Just thinking back to Man U, you know, he's played in both those Man United games and I would say he was hugely at fault for the six goals that we conceded in those two games. But it's no. sort of like, I just, when Basham goes off from our defence, it's just, it is a step down to Jack yeah. Elker at this yeah, point, yeah. I think. Um, although, as it as it happens, I, I did think Jags did, uh, did pretty well filling in. Um and then 15 minutes later, Lampard chucks on uh, Hudson Odoi for Reese James, and you know, God knows what their plan was at this point. I don't. Do you have any idea what he comes on? No, sort of it's going just almost four, like they were throwing teams. names on at that point. I, I said that at the time. It's like well, another one's here, you know. <laughs> but yeah. it, it just sort of seemed, you know, that they, they would they were just sort of trying anything, and I think they knew the game lost. And in fairness to Lampard, after I thought his interview would, he looked really angry, didn't he? Yeah. It, it was a good interview, yeah. Yeah, and I think like he just said, you know, they were better than us all over the place, they, you know, in in every part of the field and mentally and, you know, everything. Um, and I think he would just sort of, you know, it's just one of those sort of things, you know, you throw, throw another flair player on to see if he can create something. Yeah, I thought it was, uh, you know, it, it looked like a manager who's, you know, been in this game a bit longer and has had to work with, minimum resources pretty much all the way through versus yeah. someone someone who was dropped in quite a nice job at Derby with mm. you know clear Premier League quality players on loan. Yeah. And then he's obviously gone to Chelsea, which is it's not the best squad they've ever had, but it's still a bloody good squad. Yeah, it is, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I, I thought um you know, I, I I like Lampard, he seems like a nice guy. Um, yeah, but nothing nothing against him at all to be honest. Yeah, um, but I, I don't think he's... I mean, it, it just the, the the difference in managerial ability, not just on the day, but I think, you know, over the course of the season, having drilled our team, I suppose, I just think it's it's so stark, the difference yeah. between the two of them. He might get a, a Lampard, but uh, yeah, he, he looked like a manager in his second proper year, to be honest, yesterday. Although, yeah, as you say, fair play to him for... Um, yeah. Acknowledging how much better we were in three wolves. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for the bad three news. Yeah. <laughs> what does that do for the? T- oh, so they go back. A bit they go above us in the table. Yeah, good for the goal difference as well. To be fair, but I think they're quite ahead of us in that anyway, aren't they? So 
Uh, it's pretty close, but yeah, oh, they'll they'll now, it's not anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, they're now they'll now be six six goals better than us. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so uh, actually, I think I've got this wrong way around. But um, just I think just before Hudson Odoi comes on, um, we make it three 0 with mm. another classic counter attacking goal in which McGoldrick was at the heart of once yeah. again. Yeah, he win, wins that 50-50 on halfway with Jorginho. That just, oh, that first touch with his chest and then you know, another touch off his knee. And uh, I think the commentator said, oh, he sort of overplays the pass to Musso, but I thought it was perfectly away yeah, from I, Musso. I, I heard that. I was like, no, he didn't. I don't know what you're talking about, to be honest there. But, yeah. I mean, was that before or after that little... He always seems to do like a bit of a pirouette every game, doesn't he? Do you remember this bit? I think it's after. Um, Is it after? Sorry, I might have jumped ahead there. Sorry, yeah, because yeah, it was just... Anyway, go on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a great moment indeed. Um, yeah, he's a, a good ball to Moussa and he centres it to Osborne, who of course is is bursting into the box. Um, and uh, Rudiger makes a, makes a meal of it and McGoldrick follows it in and makes it 3-0 and... Mm. I mean, that was dreamland at that point, I think. Yeah. I mean, just for him to get two goals in one game after everything that's gone on all season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To go 3-0 up against Chelsea, just absolutely unreal. I I was just sat there kind of stunned, to be honest. I mean, it might have been good for all our health that we weren't in the ground for that moment because I think there would have been a lot of injuries. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Imagine McGoldrick ramming one into the net in front of the cop to make it 3-0. Against Chelsea, I think people would have lost their minds. So, yeah, that was uh, that was delightful. And then, yeah, we we just held off, didn't we? You know, uh, Barkley goes off for, for Loftus Cheek in another, you know, chuck another name out there kind of That's thing. That's it. Yeah, I mean, when they brought him on, I was like, you know, yeah. do, I don't know what you, I don't know what you expect. I suppose you do have to change it up, don't you? So, yeah, they had a couple of well, very very low percentage chances. Uh, you know, kind of headed straight at um, uh, straight at Henderson. Aspilicueta had fired one wide from twenty five yards. So that one opportunity from a from a corner that got flicked on, didn't they? And Abraham couldn't uh, couldn't turn it into the back post. Pretty mm. difficult chance as well. But you know, meanwhile we're just going the other way, carving out the best chances of the game time and again. Uh, McGoldrick plays it through to Moussa. He holds off uh, Rudiger, I think it is. Chips Kepper, but unfortunately just wide. Oh, I was so so annoyed. I really wanted four 0 <laughs> Yeah, I was just like like shouting at my team, go Moose, go Moose. No, I thought it were in. I think I don't know. In a way, he did he did a lot right? You know, in a way, yeah. I think so. A nice little chip, obviously just off target, and he should have scored. There's no doubt in it. But oh, he just obviously sinks to the ground, doesn't he? <laughs> like, yeah, you're right. He did do a lot right. I think any of our other strikers doesn't get a shot away there. I, I think did they... say that. I said if that's Billy Sharp, and these people going to think I'm going to go sharp again. <laughs> but if that's Sharp, he probably don't get there, and he's doing his sticking his backside out. <laughs> you know, yeah. all, all someone else to go and help him. Fit Booty and maybe Zikrovic is the only people who could get onto that. Yeah, potentially. Um, yeah, such a shame he didn't get on target because. Uh, I think Kepper just made himself as small as possible. I think he just wanted yeah. to go home at that point, to be honest. Yeah. He did go down fairly early, actually, Kepper. Yeah. Not, you know, it's one of those things. Yeah, indeed. So that that really should have been 4-0. And then, yeah, as you said, 90, 93rd minute, whatever it was, both wing-backs bombing into the box, playing it to a Stevens in the six-yard box, and uh, it gets blocked and cleared away. But we didn't get the fourth goal that our uh, performance deserved yeah. against Chelsea. But we'll take 3-0. Um yeah. Best result of the season? Easily. I Best result. Be. I mean, somebody tweet me, please. 
a better result than this in Sheffield United's history. Please, because I... I, 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 I felt better after games. Bouncing day, for instance, mm-hmm. you know, that were pure elation, or even Ipswich at home, you know, we won that. But in terms of performance against who it was and everything, yeah, I, I, I really can't think, can you? No, I, I can't. I mean, it's it's easily the... Yeah, you're right to draw the distinction uh, between, like, best moment, but I think if a, an on-paper impressive result, this is it. I mean, all, you know, the time we're in the Premier League... Last time we beat Arsenal, that was that was a big deal, obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that was like, you know, we, it was smash and grab, wasn't it? That was like, yeah, 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 yeah. like a cup tie kind of thing. And all those, you know, other cup runs that we've had, you know, beating Liverpool at home in that um, uh, the the League Cup semi final. Yeah, yeah. You know, it wasn't the beating strongest, Leeds, obviously. Yeah, they're not. They're not that. This is this is a team who's going to finish top five basically, and, and we've not just beat them; we've completely outplayed them, and it should have yeah. been more. Exactly that, and I, I wanted to raise this because I think I mentioned it after we beat Wolves of like how uh, normalised it's become. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beating these incredibly good teams. I'm in this sort of hazy sort of. I can't work out what I mean by this. I can't really articulate it, and I think, but sort of, it's normal. You expect it from the team in a way, but it's still like. Wow, <laughs> yeah. you know it's it's a strange situation where you're thinking, is this is this happening? Is this? You know, it's almost like watching a different club, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's like I, I do know what you mean. It's sort of, it's like yeah, it's it's like surprising but not surprising at the same time. It's, yeah, it's... It, it, I've got no, you know, the the way we played and stuff. That I mean, it surprised me how good we were to a degree, but they keep on getting better, as you said earlier. But. I'm not that surprised that they took Chelsea to the sword like they did because they no. are good enough to do it. But at the same time, it's still weird. It's, it's a strange. Yeah, I guess like one way of putting it is like I'm not surprised that our defense kept Chelsea to nil. Mm. I'm not surprised to see McGoldrick score two goals. Like no. he's got 15 last season. He's always getting in the right position. He was yeah, bound yeah. to score eventually. I'm not surprised to see him. You know, dummy away from players. It's kind of. I'm not surprised to see Osborne hurl around for 90 minutes, even though. Yeah. He's only played for five minutes, but it's still it's still amazing. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, I don't ever want to. And sort know... of being the the nation sweetheart, if you like, as well. I mean, I looked on a lot of forums and Twitter and stuff yesterday, and so many fans saying, "I wish this were us." I wish this were us. And it's like this is us. <laughs> yeah, I think I think this is the new peak of our season. I, I think we said after Wolves that like, we talked about that Man United game in terms of like a one-off performance. Yeah, I know we didn't win that, obviously. Uh, the three-all draw, I mean, or three-all defeat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I think this has replaced it in terms of, like, yeah, I just, it is. I just it... don't see how we could have done anything else better apart from score five instead of three. I think Tottenham, Burnley, Man United before this, for me, were the three standout performances. Tottenham away as well, I thought were really good. That's I think true, they, yeah. They were the standout performances. I think that eclipsed it. Just because, not just the score, just the way it was, it was so comfortable. It was indeed. Are you ready to get to the, the main event? The and main event. A little bit of appreciation for the man who scored two goals yesterday, the man who broke his duck. Yeah. David McGoldrick. The McGold drought is over. Forget I saw about tweet, it. I don't know if you saw the tweet. Someone tweeted as well. So they call, one of his friends calls him uh, David McGoldkick. <laughs> I did see it. And whilst I uh, respect <laughs> the person that tweeted it, I didn't want to dignify it with a, with a, with a comment because I, I, 
I love McGoldrick too much. McGoldrick I mean, is my favourite United player, and I've said this for two seasons now. Um, someone asked me to name, I think it was Benjamin Bloom, who uh, may have not been started for him. Who asked, someone asked to name like a top five cult players that, you know, not the favourite. We obviously did it ourselves. He's there. He's, he's my favourite player out of all this team. Just everything he's been through in terms of the, you know, getting released. So we all know the story. I'm not going to go through it. And um, but just the way he played, what a footballer. He's, he's, I mean, I, I think I said it to my dad after the... I think it was the Spurs game. I was like, if McGoldrick could score in the Premier League, surely he would be in the conversation as like one of our best ever players. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, if, yeah. He'd, if he'd scored 10 goals this season, which would have been a, a slight overperformance, despite what people yeah. may think. If he was on 10 goals instead of um, two. I just, like, he's so good. He's And this is another... I mean, there's many, many reasons why I'm happy that he scored yesterday, but... I have noticed uh, Sky have been, or, or commentators generally, kind of going down the like, oh, every, uh, Sheffield United fans, they love McGoldrick because he tries so hard. Yeah, that, I yeah. hate that. Yeah, they said it's, it, it's not because he tries hard, it's because he's so bloody good. He does try hard, but he's also possibly the most technically gifted player in the entire team. Yeah, and just, oh, he's so smart in how he presses, you know, when to press. I mean, I thought I thought he was like out on his feet with about 10 minutes to go. Like, he looked, yeah. he looked like he just couldn't move at all. And next thing I know, he's there bullying Jorginho off the ball and playing it through to Moussa. And he's just like, this guy is just absolute class. 32 years old. I mean, oh, my God. Imagine if he was like 27 or something at this point. It's I mean, amazing. I remember the Southampton pod where we said, I think a discussion needs to come whether his lack of goals, mm. you know, is should we take him out of the team despite how good he is? No, <laughs> was the answer. Because he hasn't scored all season other than yesterday. And he's been absolutely phenomenal. He's up there again, I think, again for another contender of the player. I think the player, there are people above him this year, but I think he's another contender. He's definitely with a shout again uh, of player of the season. And uh, what, what's, what's, what, oh, when I what, listen to McBur- people slag McBurney off and stuff, I think Jay tweeted something earlier. I don't, see if, I don't know if you saw it. It'd been, <laughs> yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, a bit of a row. I still don't rate McBurney. I, I don't get that at all. But I sort of understood it earlier on in the season where he wasn't scoring as much and he was getting bullied a little bit. And I think there's things to work on with McBurney and stuff. When I and, I and I disagree with all people who criticise him, but when I've seen people say McGoldrick needs to be dropped or why has he got a new contract, I just, you know, it, it's almost like somebody's saying that the, the, the earth's flat or something to me. You know, it's, it just, it's that ludicrous that people don't see what he does. You've been spending too much time on Facebook, I think. I if, have been spending too much time on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But I, that's just the first thing that came with me. But, you know, it's, it's a ludicrous, almost like a... An, an absurd comment to, to say that McGoldrick shouldn't be in the team for me. Yeah, I mean, where to start yesterday? I just, I really think that is as close to a perfect performance as mm-hmm. he could have put in. I mean, if he gets a hat trick, it's a 10 on 10. Even Dan, yeah, he's out of 10 for that. <laughs> <laughs> Scored two, uh, it created a big, a big chance for Moussa with a, a great bit of play. You know, that. that the way he leaves Jorginho on the floor uh, to set up that chance for Moussa, and, you know, perfectly timed, perfectly yeah, weighted through ball. Weighted pass, and the weight of it was fantastic. I didn't realise yeah. at the time just how perfect that pass was. Because Rudiger is not a slouch. I mean, what was no. it that Chelsea fans said about him in the view from? Um, he, Rudiger is a slasher flick. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely outstanding. But he's, he's certainly no slouch. So it's like, you know, if, that, if that's slightly under hit, I think he probably cuts it out. And if it's over hit, then maybe the keeper comes out and gets it. 
Um, and yeah, you know, just the the effort that he puts into, you know, what he was essentially playing in midfield for a lot of the second half, mm-hmm. wasn't he? Yeah. But then when McBurney goes off, he has to, you know, he has to revert to being the target man, which he obviously did to pretty decent effect. But yeah, I mean, I've mentioned him loads already, but oh, the things McGoldrick did to Jorginho in this game, I mean, he, he should get a three-match ban for it, I think. I mean, <laughs> the one, I think it's the one you mentioned, but the just a little bit of skill just to yeah. just send him into the stands, basically. I was, I was like hooting with laughter at my television when he did that, just... Incredible, you know. We're a team who haven't really created all that much this season, as the XGs will, will tell you and stuff. We're not, we're not a team who normally dominate in possession and, uh, and anything like that. And, and our strikers have struggled at times this year. All of them have had games where they've not. I think, I don't think McGoldrick's played below a six out of ten. I think he's offered something in every single game, even when he's not been quite on it. Arsenal yeah. at home, it wasn't his best game. Um, uh, uh, the, the cup game. Got a goal. Did that beautiful little bit of skill that set the goal up. The West Ham at home where, again, he wasn't at his best. Hold-up play were fantastic. I think he's been the most consistent striker this season. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's fair, yeah. McBurney, the last... Um, what time scale shall I put on this? Probably the last 15 games, I think, Yeah, McBurney. since about Christmas, McBurney's been absolutely yeah. fantastic. Obviously, he was a slow start. There were games earlier on in the season where I completely understood the criticism of McBurney. I don't now, but you know, I can understand, though, this is a bit of a worry because... He would get a, I don't think he was up to the fitness of the team, to be fair. Yeah. Well, I, I think he, he said as much himself, to be yeah. honest, in an interview sort of uh, October, November time. Yeah. Um, for sure. So, yeah, I think that's a really good good shout, McGoldrick. I mean, yeah, that. I, I mean, if, if uh, I'm, I'm sure, I'm, I'm slightly surprised United social media haven't shared this clip yet, but it's coming. The McGoldrick <laughs> highlight reel, the, the so long Jorginho is uh, is definitely coming. Yeah. And I'm it's got it. I, I'm, I've been looking for that, sort of refreshing it, but not seeing it. Yeah. <laughs> definitely on the way. I suppose it's, it's a Sunday, and it will let him have. Uh, we'll yeah. let him have the weekend yeah. off. Yeah, why not? <laughs> if it's if it's not tweeted by nine a.m. on Monday, then I'm going to be. I mean, I'm going to be just. Wild on Twitter, I think. <laughs> yeah, uh, and McGoldrick, you know, even even got a swear in live on TV. Yeah, I missed so. this. I, I was flicking through all the channels to see what they were saying. I don't know why I do this. I miss all the good stuff by doing it. But I had like six oh six on and Talk Sport to see what they were saying. They didn't mention United. I don't think all oh, Chelsea, 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 Chelsea. You know. So. Did you have both of those on at the same time? Like, no, flicking two radios through radio like, like, like Tucker. Just say Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea were poor. Chelsea were poor. Put six oh six on. Tell you what, Chelsea, they weren't very good. Oh, shut up! You know. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, to be fair, that was essentially what Sky did. I mean, I I did. I was almost going to nominate Sky for uh, alternative man of the match this week because I thought if they did proper analysis on United, then this podcast probably wouldn't need to exist. (laughs) That's absolutely fantastic. Uh, Yeah, I never thought of it like that. Yeah, to be honest, I really don't mind. I understand the big story is Chelsea, really. To, yeah, to more yeah. people, you know, they'll, 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 they were in such a comfortable position in the Champions League spots, and now it looks very much like they're going to miss out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. The, the sky, the sky summary was basically Chelsea were poor. It was a good result for Sheffield United. Anyway, Brighton versus yeah, Manchester City. Yeah. Coming so we got out. a sport today, and I don't know who the two people were uh, talking, but they. There were journalists, I think, from the Guardian or something, and there were an ex-player, I don't know who it was, and they were really raving about us, just saying, well, let's stop talking about Chelsea, let's just talk about how good <laughs> Sheffield United were. But that's the first thing I've seen out of all the analysis in terms of the uh, audio media, shall we say. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, McGoldrick, he, uh, some lovely interviews, there's that little video he's posted, uh, well, United yeah. posted as well, of him you know, thanking the fans and stuff like that, and 
Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I I was like very very confident he was going to find the back of the net. I mean, I just want to, you know, he, he just. It was we've talked about it before. It was freakish that he hadn't scored. It wasn't. Yeah. He, he's not a great finisher. We we saw that last season as well. That's yeah. kind of why he's available. He's probably a slightly yeah. below average finisher. Yeah, he, he's not someone that is going to miss tappings for an entire season. And it's you know his two goals yesterday were an absolute piece of cake. But they were only a piece of cake because he got himself in those positions. You know he, mm-hmm. he he moved into that space when defenders didn't follow him. Or in the second one, he was the man who'd. You know, what he must have run eighty yards there or yeah, something from, yeah, from yeah. winning the ball to start the move. This is the thing, and where are the Chelsea defenders? Is that I mean, people talk about our hunger and desire and all this, and I think these they're really easy cliches to say about a team who's just come up and you don't really know many of the players. But that is that that you know that personified it, didn't it? Just the fact that he's there, where where the rest of the Chelsea players. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's, it's actually in a, a decent bit of goal scoring nick now. I mean, it's probably like what. If you take the FA Cup games, it's probably maybe four goals in his last eight appearances. Or something yeah, like I think, well, he missed the thingy game, didn't he? Wolves game, so yeah, and, I feel the, like he, and he missed Burnley? the the Burn. Uh, which one did he miss? There's... I think Burnley as well. Was it Burnley and Sharp start against Burnley? No, no. Oh, it was the second one. I've got Newcastle. He didn't play against Newcastle. Ah, uh, okay. No wonder we lost. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Yes, yeah. so I think he's got like what. Four in six or seven or whatever, so something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I'm just uh, you know just so so happy for him. As confident as I was that he was going to finish off a chance sooner or later, because you, you you can't keep getting yourself in those positions yeah. and not finish them. And I have to admit, after the Newcastle or the Man United defeat where we were playing poorly, I, I did have a thing so it's not going to happen for him. And I, I I didn't want him to be a statistic, which is what what he would have been. Oh, He's played so many minutes and not scored a goal and all this sort of nonsense yeah. that people don't understand about him. I always see neutrals on Twitter and stuff like when I'm, when United are playing and say, oh, my Goldrick's the worst striker in the Premier League. And it's based purely on that goal-scoring record. And I understand it is a you know, he's, a, he's well, he's listed as a striker. He's much more than that, isn't he, really? But, uh, but I'm just so glad he never became that statistic of, you know... So I think they were, they were a bit of a worry that he was going to become like a bit of an Adakin Bae figure, which is so unfair. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, he, uh, he gets not one but two, and as he said afterwards, he'd been joking for a while that uh, <laughs> when he eventually scores, he's going to get a brace. And yeah, let's hope he goes on a, a Leon Clark little run for the end of the season. I love yeah. how this has just become like shorthand for scoring lots of goals <laughs> in a short period of time. Yeah. Yes, I don't know. Uh... Last year, if you remember, he, he he missed a lot of chances, didn't he? Last year in the early part mm-hmm. of the season, McGoldrick, and then he got a couple, and he went on a really good run. So who knows? Then... You know, he start. He's the first choice at the moment, and he definitely so. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I've misremembered this, but I feel like he uh, scored quite a few at the end of last season as well. Because Sharp uh, yeah, he got did. injured, and yeah, didn't score he, he sort of like... the mantle over the, the two against Hull were phenomenal goal, like with the header and then the long range of it. Yeah, he popping up with really important goals after Sharp got injured. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scored against Brentford as well, didn't he? Brentford, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Course, yeah. There's, there's probably some other ones that have just temporarily slipped my mind. But yeah, I'm, I, I just, you know, I, I started this podcast sort of saying, you know, I, I, I just love this team basically, and I think McGoldrick is just the, the absolute pinnacle of that. I'm, I'm so happy for him. Not only because he scored a goal, two goals for my team and helped our, my team beat Chelsea, but. Just for him. He deserves it. He's um, all up, 32 years old, never really been given a chance at the top level, sort of been around the block a bit. Yeah. Obviously really, really talented, and it just never happened to, for him for whatever reason. I think he... Did he fail a medical at Leicester or something? The year they were Yeah, married. that's... that's uh, it, it was around then, yes. Yeah, they were in the Premier League at the time anyway for like £7 million, and it obviously fell through due to his injury record or whatever. 
And for it to finally happen for him, yeah, it just sums Sheffield United up, I think. Yeah, beautiful stuff. Right, let's let's take a very quick break, mate, and then uh, I'll come back. I just want to tick off a few other tiny moments and things to mention from this game before we move along. So back in one moment. Let us take a very quick break to bring you a message from one of our sponsors. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, a Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. Glistening Kicks will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean, and they can also touch up any scuffs and imperfections. If you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. Whether it's a pair of designer shoes or a well-loved and much-worn set of favourite trainers, Glistening Kicks offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas, including Rotherham, Barnsley, Chesterfield and other locations in South Yorkshire and Derbyshire. If you are further afield, they also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service, so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. Should also mention that Glistening Kicks is run by Blades fans, and they've recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers, or if you have a Wednesday fan in your life that you think needs cheering up, and that is basically all of them at this point, then the Wednesday logo is also available. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair, give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve, head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. Now back to the podcast. And we're back with, uh, yeah, with, with breaking news that uh, we're almost guaranteed to finish top 10 in the Premier League now with uh, with Everton getting hammered by Wolves. Do you want to just lay that out for everyone? Yeah, there's only a team who can catch us now below 10 to Southampton. They've got a game in hand, but they've got Man United away tomorrow, which is the game in hand. They've got to win every game uh, to get near us because they're 10 off as we're four to, they've got four to play. So it, it'd be, yeah, be insane, to be honest, if, we, if Southampton won all four and we lost all three. Yeah, and let's let's just have a little moment to appreciate the fact that Newcastle United cannot finish above us. Get it? That were a worry. That that were a real worry. After that three 0 at Man U, and they were on that form, you're thinking, oh no. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna take a deep breath and let it out. It's yeah, not gonna happen. it's not gonna happen now. Yeah, the challenge is now the other game this afternoon, Arsenal and Tottenham, which, as you said earlier, is insane. <laughs> yeah, to be looking at that, thinking like, how will this result affect us? I mean, it, well, um, I think it draws the best result, but Tottenham, if anything, I would have thought. But anyway, people might be listening to this. I was already gone, so <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but a draw would be the best result. Yeah. Sure. Um, some uh, other sort of footnotes to mention from this uh, from this game. Let's talk about Dean Henderson's header right at the end. Absolutely, went... I laughed my head off about that. Yeah, Same. I loved it. It's proper defense. It wasn't just like a goalkeeper's head; it was a proper coming out bang. <laughs> it, it was a an aerial challenge with Giroud as one of the like better. It's more than at his peak. <laughs> yeah. He wins a header against Giroud and heads it like forty yards. It was yeah. magnificent, just so good. It was really um, good catch from him as well at the end. I thought when he came running yes. out, and I thought, "Why are you? Why are you doing that?" <laughs> you know, but then it brilliant. Yeah, it was thinking. almost like he got bored. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a, a solid game from Henderson. Um, there's that one in the first half where Reese James had that shot and he pushed it back mm. up the middle of the goal again. Yeah, I did say that. I weren't happy about that. I'm hoping. I mean, the summer in his eyes a bit, weren't it? So yeah, and it, I think it's it bounces just before he just before it gets to him as well. Yeah, um, as it happens, if he'd pushed it wide, that might have been kind of dangerous because they've got two players there. But I yeah. still think that's probably a better thing to do than yeah, pushing it straight yeah. back to the middle of the goal. So slightly fortunate, but yeah, I think everything else was pretty bang on. Handling really good, you know the. To be honest, not many crosses 
got near him, did they? Because no, no, no. The defence was just heading away. Well, this away is like the other person I'd like to pick out more than anyone else other than McGoldrick. I thought were Egan. Yeah. I thought he was just absolutely outstanding. I don't think he lost an header. I don't think he did anything wrong. Flying in with blocks and stuff. It, it, I can't believe how his form has turned. I can't believe that the Brentford fans were all laughing, saying, ah, he's never going to last in the Premier League and stuff. And, you know, I think there's a genuine argument to say he's been in the top five or six centre-halves this, this season. He's been fantastic. I mean, when you think about, you know, we we brought him in specifically to kind of unlock this system, didn't we, in the yeah. Championship of B be the sitting central defender while the other guys go uh, go nuts, basically. <laughs> yeah. And I just, yeah, I mean, I just, I can't imagine many other players doing it better. Certainly that we would have been able to even remotely afford no. in the last I mean, I remember at the time, this sounds insane now, but I remember we signed Egan at the same time uh, Middlesbrough signed Aidan Flint for seven million. Mm. And a lot of our fans were saying, especially after that 3-0 defeat at Middlesbrough early last season, uh, well, we've got the wrong defender. Why don't we just spend a little bit more on Aidan Flint and stuff? And that sounds insane now. Yeah, oh, for sure. He, he was fantastic again. And, you know, it's no, I don't think it's a coincidence that, you know, I think he got back in the team after, for the Arsenal game, didn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, obviously having a served his suspension. Um, and we've basically looked good since then. And, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, the other, I mean, the other one to mention is O'Connell. I mean, he's come back in and, Two clean sheets. Well, we uh, have not conceded a goal since he's come since back. Since he's been on the pitch, Since yeah. he's been on the pitch in two and a half games, basically. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. superpower or something. Um, against two very good attacks as well in uh, in Wolves and, um, and and Chelsea, obviously. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. And also Burnley, you know, when we were pushing forward for the for the equaliser most of the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, I you know, I almost don't want to waste time talking about any more individuals because we're all <laughs> yeah. so good. I mean, yeah. Osborne basically just go back and listen to what I said for the last couple of games about yeah. him. Yeah. Um, I thought Norwood, uh, as a sitting midfielder, just really, really excellent in this Tactically game. I mean, amazing. I can understand yes. why he'd get overlooked uh, by, you know, people who just, who just, you know, neutrals watching it or whatever. Uh, but I thought tactically he were fantastic in the right place all the time. Yeah, that's such a good way to put it tactically, and 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 also just like just a couple of little moments where you know there's like one in the second half where he just uh, is on the edge of our box and he heads it back into Henderson's arms. Oh just... yeah, mind you, he did one in the first half, which were a bit risky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. But I suppose it ended well, and and just things like I think it's mm, it's it, it's immediately I think it must lead to a chance for us or something, but. Uh, Chelsea are on the attack in the first half, and he like he, he just wins the ball on the edge of our box and like slides it back to Basham, I think, and it's mm. it sort of looks really risky, but he knew exactly what he was yeah. doing and pulled yeah. it off brilliantly. But yeah, just that awareness. I mean, it's he played as I kind of feared Jorginho would for them of just always being in that space and the shield in front of the defense. And you know, sometimes I think that can be a bit of a weakness to his or like. Not a weakness to his game specifically, but perhaps a, a point where he doesn't stack up quite as well as some of the other midfielders in this division. But yeah, 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 yeah. it was he was excellent yesterday. Really impressed with him. Yeah. Um, I, I did I mentioned him earlier, but I thought Jaggy Elka came in and did a really solid job as well Love for that twenty minutes at the end. I thought we were eager yeah. to play. Like, well done, he got his Jags. It's the grey haired Jaggy Elka. <laughs> <laughs> grey. Um, Andy Hinchcliffe saying he was confident we'd finish in the top eight at the start of the season. Did he? Apparently. He did, yeah. Did you not hear this? I did not hear him say this, and I don't believe he, uh, it. <laughs> he, I think we were two, we were either two or three up at this point, but he was like, you know, at the start of the season, I, I did think Sheffield United would have some success in the Premier League because of the way they play. I won't this, Andy, otherwise. <laughs> yeah, and, he, he was, and then he started to... The, the longer he spoke, the further up he went. He was going... Uh, 
you know, I wouldn't have been surprised to see him finish in the top half or even in the top eight, to be honest. Like, whoa, steady on. Yeah, I don't, I mean, none of us really thought that, so <laughs> fair play to no, him. Did. <laughs> exactly. And then finally, uh, Micah Richards, as I tweeted you, no wonder you like him so much. I've not seen this still. He pronounces Baldock as Baldock. Get in. The correct <laughs> pronunciation. Yeah, can't even speak. Can't even say that word. So, yeah. Yeah, fair play. I like Michael Richards. He's a good lad. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, any any final things to mention before we move on to the uh, alternative Man of the Match award? No, it's just it's an incredible time. It's hard to do it justice, I think. I think it, it, it I, is. I sort of, in the same way of like last night, I'm looking for things to sort of carry on that feeling of, you know, how good it is. It's hard to know what to do or what to say to sort of sum up and, you know, get the best out of what is an incredible time. I think, I mean, it's a, the, obviously the signal is you're not there. That, that, that's what they said on Talk Sport today. Like they said, they feel more sorry for Sheffield United fans than anyone else because they weren't there to enjoy that yesterday in the Tottenham game and stuff. But I just thought the players and the staff and everything at United know that it's a really tough time for everybody, some more than others, and they are just making it a lot, lot brighter for everyone. So as bad as it is that we can't be there, it'd be a lot worse if United weren't there as well. Yes, beautifully put. And and on the on the note with the no crowds, I mean, it's, it's kind of like that conversation we had about the FA Cup where it's like, yeah. obviously it would be disappointing to not be there if United won the FA Cup, yeah. but... I'd rather they won the FA Cup and I was not there than they didn't yeah. win the FA Cup and I was not there. So yeah, it's kind of like that. Obviously, the drive from Wednesday fans at the moment is, yeah, let them get in Europe. They won't be able to go. Oh, I'm like, <laughs> Amazing. Well, on the subject of Wednesday, it did occur to me that um, uh, when I was in the car park at Bramall Lane post-Stoke uh, post game last season, mm. um, which seems like 100 years ago now. Yeah, but yeah. There we go. Uh, waiting for the players. Everyone was singing, uh, you've got Luton, we've got Chelsea at home. Yeah. And this was it. This was Chelsea at home. But yeah, we obviously yeah, yeah. at that point we were like, you know, bring on the biggest clubs. You know, it's going to be amazing seeing <laughs> these world-class players at Bramall Lane. And actually the, the 2020 version of that is, it's going to be amazing seeing us beat these world-class yeah, players uh-huh. at Bramall Lane. Yeah. I, I saw always if I was trying to get the bandwagon actually say Sheffield City, West London nil. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the other thing we've um, we, we're undefeated yeah. against London teams in the last two seasons, I believe. Yeah. Now, I mean, yeah, four points off Arsenal, four off Spurs, four off Chelsea. Yeah, non um, neither is the obviously Leicester, Everton, and Southampton. So, yeah, uh, my mind's gone blank. What uh, what London teams am I missing there? Uh, West Ham. West Ham, four points, obviously. I don't know if you want to count Watford as London, but uh, unbeaten against both of those as well. Yeah, yeah it's pretty impressive. Some good good teams play in London, you know. And, uh, Some yeah, good teams in the Premier League. We've only lost to nine of them, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. I saw. The, I think Silent Blade posted this, actually, on S2. It means whatever happens, we'll have won more games than we lose this season, which is That's it, yeah. really nice. Well, yeah. I love all... At the end of the season, I'd like to get all these stats together and, you know what I mean, properly go through them. And, but oh, nice we will. To- Oh yeah, <laughs> it's nice to take him off as you're going along. Though I like I like looking yeah. down at the table and saying, right, like I've just said, eleven to the lowest we can finish realistically is going to be ten. So let's. Just, I mean, I don't know. We obviously nobody knows how many places are going to be in Europe, do they? So no. Well, we will know tomorrow. Actually, just before we move on, I suppose the um, the Court of Arbitration for Sport is, uh, I believe, making its, or announcing its decision at 10.30 tomorrow. Big rumour City's won that. If that is the case, yeah. is it going down to seventh? Uh, I think it'll just be six. It'll be top four. It'll be the Champions, League's, Champions League. And then it, it'll depend on what happens with Europa League, who who actually wins the Europa League. What about the Cup, though, the FA Cup? Because obviously the four in it are all going to finish 
in the top six, aren't they? If Arsenal win the FA Cup, oh, they Arsenal get a Europe. They get a Europa League spot. Yeah. Uh, and it if Man United win it, say, and uh, uh, does, he, does does another place drop down? Mm, yes, if they finish in the top four. All right, so we want Man United to finish top four and to win the FA Cup or City. <laughs> I think so. It's really confusing and annoying. Yeah. Um, and I wish that someone would make a definitive, like, <laughs> just, just make it more simple, basically. But yeah, um, yeah, I'll keep an eye on that for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the rumours about City being exonerated seem to be coming from like a beat reporter from Man City who, mm. you know, is just saying like it sounds like this. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I I'm not going to get worked up about it to be honest. I still no, even I'm not bothered now, at all. I really, I mean, I'd love to get in Europe and stuff, but I think it's much. I think the Man City ban is much more. A bigger thing for Chelsea and Leicester yeah. than it is for us. Yeah, indeed. Um, I'm, I'm not going to be upset if we don't make Europe. It would be incredible, but I mean, to be honest, this season's been so incredible. I can't mm. imagine being particularly disappointed if we end up losing our next three games, no, to no, be honest. No. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. just been amazing. Um, right. Uh, yeah, let's, let's move on to alternative man of the match then. So, brought to you by the Denblades fanzine, obviously talked in great detail about. Uh, <laughs> pretty much every player deserves a lot of uh, a lot of focus but this award just like all great fanzines particularly the Denblades one aims to uh, shine a light on something that doesn't always get some mainstream attention who do you want to nominate? I've got a few this week actually I think there's a couple of Chelsea vloggers that have been really funny if you check them out there's mm. one which obviously stands out to anyone which I'm not going to do with the accent so <laughs> <laughs> probably it, for the best yeah Hugh Wizzy's uh, vlog on us is absolutely fantastic I've retweeted that I don't know if you've seen that uh, I know, I know the name Hugh. Is it? Can you just summarise? He's an Arsenal what, what fan who adores Sheffield United to the point where he's bought a Sheffield United cup. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, honestly, watch his uh, watch his watch his videos. He's brilliant. I really find him really entertaining as well. And he, he's been bigging us up all season. To be fair, uh, yeah. I've seen him in uh, debates with like True Geordie and some other people like from different vlogs, and he and they've like talked about us. And he said like, no, these are a good side. Stop. You know, belittling them, saying they just hard working and stuff, and really good. But I mean, one of my favourite bits is actually a clip at the start where he's like, he's watching the game. He's like, right, just get rid of it now. Just get... they are passing it out. They are actually passing it out. They are the Dons. <laughs> it's just fantastic. That's the thing. I thought Goldbridge. I watched Goldbridge. Goldbridge. Absolutely. I can't get enough of this guy. He's my, he's my favourite man this year. I think. Um, he, he was like sort of. He, he did a watch along. Because uh, obviously it's a big game for Man United, and when we scored the second, he's Sheffield United, bada bing, bada boom, <laughs> brilliant. So if you watch that, watch that. Norwich City for getting relegated. Uh, yeah, you know they deserve a shout out. They've been fantastic entertainment all season. They all hate me now as well because uh, I've reposted their their own views from the start of the season, and and, and I'm a big obsessed. Um, virgin, apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like your feud with Norwich City has uh, reached a, a crescendo this weekend. Yeah, I think the big old Norwich fans are going to be after me. I'm going to have to barricade my house up. But yeah, so they're not happy with me. But do you know what? Forget all that. And we've talked about him. I'm going to go for McGoldrick because I think he deserves it. I think he deserves every man of the match going. That's a very, very good point. I, I like that a lot. Um, and, and some great nominees there. I. I just want to... <laughs> I, oh, I can't remember who it was that told me this one, actually. I think it was Ollie Wainwright tweeted me. Um, if it wasn't you, Ollie, then you can have some uh, You can have some credit <laughs> anyway. Just enjoy your name being mentioned on here. But um, 
Sheffield United's official Arabic Twitter account. It's all this, yeah. With a sick burn of Chelsea, which was very amusing. It's obviously written in Arabic. You translate the tweet with uh, with one one tap, and uh, it contains several pictures of uh, of Chelsea players with a, a close up on their shirt, and the caption is. The score of the match is written on your shirt. <laughs> of course, they are sponsored by three, so a great big three on all the pictures. Yeah, I just thought that was uh, that was brilliant. I mean, United's social media team just uh, you know clearly no matter no matter who's running these accounts, are all absolutely yeah. on the same page. And, yeah, yeah. I just thought you know it's <laughs> just for United to be taking the Mickey out of Chelsea, like with three games to go in the season. Another, just... another thing we talk about, like around the, obviously the that channel, and we talk about like uh, fans around the world and stuff, maybe tuning in. There's never going to be a better time to get sort of publicity than now, where everyone in the world pretty much is on lockdown, nothing yeah. to do, and we've just hammered Chelsea. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, how many people watch that game? Yeah. Yes, probably, uh, probably a fair few for sure. I have noticed that you, you know, it's like uh, when we put the highlights up on YouTube, they get like hundreds of thousands of videos uh, mm-hmm. views within like twenty minutes and stuff. Yeah, now. It's yeah, just yeah, yeah. Ridiculous how many people are watching, but yeah, um, you you made such a good point, uh, McGoldrick. He absolutely deserves every award going. So even though we try and uh, pick out uh, an alternative, as the name suggests, I think he's. St- he still has to walk away with this award. I think he wins the man of the match. It is an alternative because of everything that's gone before it. So that's the alternative side of it. And he was the man of the match. It's one of those rare occasions where the two come together. Beautiful. Well done, McGoldrick. You are the winner of this week's award. Uh, don't forget to check out the Denblades fanzine at denblades.co.uk. As I mentioned uh, on the last podcast, it has been printed and is on its way to... Denblades HQ, who will uh, send it out to everyone ASAP. I mean, I, th- I think they said um, by the end of this week that we're about to start, everyone should have their copy. So, uh, yeah, look out for that at uh, denblades.co.uk if you've not checked it out before. Right, quickly finish up. We've got, uh, as, as we said, we've got a, a little bit of a break now before, uh, before Leicester, which is a... Actually, it is a huge game. You know, we, yeah. it, well, you and I obviously uh, joke quite a bit about, like, every game is uh, every game's a must-win, but, like... Yeah. We actually could still catch Leicester. That's is mad. Yeah, mad. That is insane for a number of reasons. That, but yeah, I think uh, they've been a bit hit and miss, haven't they? Shall we say since yeah. they've come back? Yeah, I, I, they they've looked poor in some games, but I thought they were well. They played really against Everton, didn't they? I think they did. I, th- I was about to say I thought they looked really good against Everton, uh, but not only did they lose to Everton, but it turns out Everton may be rubbish. Um, yeah. Yeah. I thought Arsenal gave them a load of problems until they went down to 10 men. Um, and yeah, I thought Arsenal were going to beat them in that game. Yeah, and Chelsea um, put, uh, obviously beat them in the cup as well fairly easily. From what I didn't see that game, but from, just from what their fans were saying. Yeah, that's right. Um, so I think there's still... I, I mean, look, I think before resumption we said that, you know, I think they're just the gap for them is, is too much for them mm. to drop out of the top four. Manu have definitely narrowed that, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but Leicester play Bournemouth tonight. I think if Leicester win that, uh, it becomes very difficult for us to catch them. They would go... Yeah, they go eight points clear of us. With yeah, that, that's it. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, uh, I think they they were delighted yesterday with the result, obviously, with Chelsea just being above them. Because obviously they go above Chelsea, don't they, with a win, so... Yeah, but I will say if they don't win tonight, that really piles pressure and opens a big opportunity for us on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Because they would. So let's say they draw, they would go six points ahead of us. Which obviously, if we beat them on Thursday, 
Mm-hmm. Down to three. Their final two games of the season: Spurs and Man United. Very, yeah. very different. Nobody games, wants to even. play Man United at the moment, does it? That Leicester Man U game has a lot riding on it. Yeah, I think. there's some um, really good games at the end of the season. Obviously, Villa. I mean, it might be nothing now, Villa West Ham. But you know, there's a few going around. I think Wolves have got some more. Wolves got Chelsea. Mm, yeah. Wow. It's going to be some really good final final yeah. Games of the season. Yeah, for sure. Um, Leicester, one of the. Uh, I thought this actually. Two of the our final three opponents have actually uh, are among the rich, uh, the, the very rare company that have actually beaten us this season because. Uh, mm. Yeah, we lost nine games, but four of them were obviously Liverpool and Man City. Yeah. Um, two to Newcastle, another one to uh, Man United. And then, yeah, it's just Leicester and Southampton are the two other teams, if I've got my maths right, that have beaten us this season. I mean, if you cast your mind back, geez, it feels like forever ago, that game against Leicester. Did you, in fact, did you did you miss this one? I missed this one hour away, yeah. Um, and I was in the pub with a Leicester fan, actually. Who was like, yeah. I wasn't like with him but he were in the <laughs> yeah uh, and he He's was in the building. Uh, yeah he, he was like cheering so yeah I hate Leicester from that day to be honest but <laughs> <laughs> now really so yeah I missed that game I don't I don't, obviously don't know anything about other than the highlights that I saw yeah Jamie Vardy celebrating in front of the cop and getting uh, well, Morrison the came on, if I remember right. I was just about to say I think it's Ravel yeah. Morrison's only Premier League minutes this season yeah um, yeah McBurney got his first goal in that game uh, he oh no it was a different game he had one disallowed they Harvey Barnes scored an absolute thunderbolt after uh, Soyun Chu did a bit of a climbing frame out. McBurney did score in that game. Yeah, McBurney scored. Oh, sorry. I, I, he... I missed it. Sorry, I missed it. I, I was about to say he had one ruled out, but that was Southampton. Sorry, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I feel like McGoldrick probably missed some chances as well, but I could probably. Just game <laughs> Is that enough praise? We can get a little <laughs> yeah. bit of a, a good-natured jab in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yes, I mean... It, it, I don't want to be negative. This is, has a little feeling of a, a game too far for us, I think. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta say, if they don't beat Bournemouth today, that's going to be such a huge game. As it is, I'm just going to enjoy watching us go up against. I'm looking forward to that Bournemouth Champions game League. today for them because they've got to win, aren't they? Uh, Bournemouth, they have to win after yesterday's results. I mean, yeah, and I, I think from Leicester's point of view, they have to win as well with yep. their final two games, if not ours. So, it's, I mean, yeah. we're going to have to score two because Vardy's going to score, aren't we? So we'll just like get that one out of the way straight. We'll just let him score and we'll start with a minus one. <laughs> yeah, there, I think there was a bit of mutterings about, well, not mutterings, but some people saying, you know, Vardy's um, lost it. Or, yeah, you know, he's not, on the, on the Leicester forum, they're all but... saying it's time for him to go and, you know, we need a better striker. No. And I just thought, no. yeah, I mean, he's, he's always been a bit of a streaky striker, Vardy. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's, uh, <laughs> I think he's. Uh, he's the same as he was earlier in the season. I think yeah. based on like the numbers he's putting up, just not they're not finding the back of the net. Yeah, obviously scored against Arsenal in the uh, the game the other day. Yeah, so, he got a couple against Palace. Were it Palace? Yeah, he got a couple against Palace, didn't I? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I think he's, he's back uh, in form. He's bound to score, so we need two. <laughs> we need two, but as we're as we're showing, we're. I mean, we forget two, we get three these days. Mm. But we do it at home anyway. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bring it on. I wonder. I hope McGoldrick's good to go. He's still. I mean, that's the thing with his performance. He was he was injured. He couldn't. He didn't even feature in the um yeah. uh, the Wolves game the other yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, and he's still got his like compression socks on or whatever. Did you see that Wilder saying about his uh, carpet slippers? Yeah, I did. Walking yeah, I did around in his that. carpet yeah. slippers. <laughs> so he's doing that post match apparently. So hopefully he's uh, he's good to play. I mean, the, the thing that we've like not really mentioned because we've talked about it before is just. You know, we're still patching this team together a little bit, aren't we? You know, completely. O'Connell's just come back. There's still no Fleck. There's no Luke Freeman. Lundstrom has just become available again. We're having to 
you know, we're having to cycle through our strikers more out of necessity of fitness and stuff than like because we know what the best formation is or the best pairing is or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I think that's fair, yeah. And then you've got loads of other players who just play 90 minutes time I mean, after time. Like, like. If, you know, I mean, I think I'm right in saying it's been two weeks since he's... Yeah, Man yeah. U was his last appearance, I Yeah, think. yeah, so I mean, Wilder said he'd be out for two weeks. At the, was it a Tottenham match he missed? Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Was that, was that last week? Oh, God, I've lost track of weeks with all the games and stuff. Mm. <laughs> I think he might be back if Wilder were correct about just being two weeks out. Yeah, although him not being on the bench... Uh, yeah, I thought this, yeah. But then I suppose neither was McGoldrick the other day, mm. although, yeah. Um, obviously, we've heard nothing from Luke Freeman as well, but it's, we're getting back to full strength, aren't we, basically? Yeah, we had a full bench yesterday, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, and that's not even including Leon. I know, good old Leon. Yeah. And uh, get it back to Southampton. <laughs> oh, I really, really wanted to to get on the pitch, surely. Yeah. <laughs> it would be amazing. I would get a lot of, a lot of amusement out of that for sure. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, this, this run of fixtures that we're on at the minute is obviously incredibly tough, but we're just, I don't know what to think anymore, man. I mean, the, look, our last, so what we got, our last five games, last six games, sorry, were Man United, Arsenal in the Cup, Spurs, Burnley, who are a top 10 team in the Premier League, in case anyone still doesn't realise it, Wolves and Chelsea. Just, yeah. and, and, you know, the only game that we've uh, lost was Arsenal in the Cup, which is a game I, that I said, actually, I don't know if I said it on here or if it went, out, went on Five Live or whatever, I said... I think we'd struggle in those three games uh, from what we would have because there's no crowd there. Well, I was completely wrong because <laughs> we've yeah. won all three and two of them unbelievably convincingly. Yeah, I mean, our home form's not like amazing through the season. It's, it's good. I think it's top 10 home form yeah. uh, last time oh, I looked. But... Yesterday we said we were lying his own form at Kelly Cates. I think so, yeah. And it's like, Okay, we've got slightly more points at home than we do away. I think it was nine points at that stage. Yeah, right, like, yeah. well, team, teams generally do get more points at home than they do away. Um, but yeah, it's not like we've. It's not like uh, the last time we're in the Premier League where basically we got like ninety percent of our points with, from our home games, didn't we? And it just goes yeah. to show, Mister Warnock, <laughs> if you uh, if you have a go at these teams, you might win a few games rather than just writing them off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Mister Warnock. <laughs> He's not doing very well, is he, actually? Old Neil at uh, Middlesbrough at the moment, so... <laughs> no, they're in trouble. Yeah, the championship relegation picture has suddenly uh, got a few twists to come, yeah, perhaps. Yeah. Obviously, in, uh, in relation to your a view from that you are still sitting on. Sitting, uh, yeah, I said that it's like sitting on the vaccine for uh, COVID-19. Everyone's like, just release it. Come on, I want to get it. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, a great great place to end it I think <laughs> I don't think I've got anything else anything else to say <laughs> that's all mate um, so any, anything you want to uh, anything you want to plug no I'll um, obviously be back for the last uh, view from Tuesday Wednesday something like that um, and then yeah obviously a couple of only what three games to go um, And I know I've reached a stage where I'm going to be sad when it's over I remember when he first came back and I think we even said it and it's like oh Football's rubbish. You know, I just, you know, just get rid of it. Let's just start again next season and stuff. Bring back the null and void crowd. But yeah, now I'm really going to be upset. He's uh, going to win because I think overall the the matches have got far better. I don't think it's just because maybe we are saying this through United bias. You know, I've seen a few Norwich fans and stuff say it doesn't feel normal for them still that you know they're getting relegated in these circumstances. And maybe it is that that's the case. But 
That's helped. Yeah, I, I just think that, that the games are looking far more normal. I keep forgetting now, to be honest, there's now crowds there and stuff. Oh, I do. I do as well, yeah. That's, which part of that's just the adjustment of the human mind, I suppose. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, the last couple of weeks I've just been like, I don't know, uh, what's, the, what's the game that's been played? Leicester Brighton, it's like, uh, sorry, Liverpool Brighton, like, yeah, yeah, fine, just I want to watch that, I want to see Liverpool I, play I well. Think and... The results are being affected. I think, for instance, especially your team's mid table, nothing to play for. I think Everton, for instance, are playing awfully at the moment. Would they get away mm. with that? You know, if there were crowds there, I'm not. They maybe have that extra ten percent or whatever that makes them more competitive. But in terms yeah. of the games, I think I've just watched Wolves there as we've been on, and they look every bit as they look before the season. So sorry before the lockdown. Yeah. Before they, uh, apart from when they had to play Sheffield United, mm. and then. Uh... We just uh, we just masterclassed them, I yeah, suppose. Exactly. Um, did you just on the on subject of crowds? If you watch Match Today, you'll probably notice. But did you notice they had the crowd noise booing Norwich at three and four I did. nil down? I did. I was... can't believe that. Yeah, I did. I see, am I am I am I hearing this right? <laughs> yeah, they did it. I mean, they did it on the. Um, uh, I can't remember whether it was on Sky or BT. I can't remember. But um, like when the third when Antonio scored the third goal, yeah, it was the third goal. And uh, there was booing then, but I thought it was like booing because uh, like that's offside. You know, I thought they were going to VAR check <laughs> yeah. or something like that. But no, it was the home fans booing, which was uh, harsh but fair. Did I it just actually before we started recording of the Wolves game and they got a penalty, and uh, yeah, they put a boo on there, and that's for like the home team who got a penalty. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're just booing Pickford. <laughs> yeah. Not not good enough. Yeah. Right, mate. Uh, yeah, let's leave it there. Well, let's you and I let's enjoy a. a our longest gap between yeah. podcasts. I mean, I've I've not really had time to properly absorb this win yet. Apart no. from like two minutes highlights, I need to go and read everything I can uh, I can encounter. I suppose I enjoyed the Chelsea view from, of course, that was. I thought uh, it was really fair actually. Mm. I, it's weird that your preconception, I think, of teams, Man United and Chelsea in particular, think these are going to be really arrogant. And both of those two all season have been absolutely phenomenal with us, to be honest. Yes, and it's not just like. Yeah, I know the quotes you picked out. It's not just like, "Oh, we're terrible," blah blah blah. blah. They're like, "Yeah, it's like, wow, Sheffield United are amazing. They deserve that." Yeah, like, there are a quite... lot of genuine credit for us and stuff. And obviously, they were upset with their own team. And I understand it from their view, thinking, "How's this team with, you know, David McGoldrick free transfer from Ipswich? You know, getting three <laughs> against us or whatever." And uh, I understand why they, you know, why they'd be upset and stuff. But yeah, they're really complimentary about us as well. So yeah, good. Good job, Chelsea, and uh, yeah, look forward to. Uh, hopefully, we'll we'll be in attendance next time we play them uh, next season. Yeah, and uh, a repeat result would be nice as well. But yeah, there we go, mate. We can uh, enjoy a little bit of a, a gap, and we'll be back after that uh, that Leicester game, which takes place on Thursday evening. So uh, yeah, I'd just say to everyone, you know. Soak this in. I felt a bit of pressure um, <laughs> ahead of recording this. Actually, it's like, how on earth are we going to do justice to uh, to that result and that performance? But <laughs> 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 hopefully, we've uh, we, we've done it slightly at least. Um, but yeah, it's just. Uh, I mean, I keep thinking with United, like it might not get this good for a long, long time, and then something else happens that's even better. But yeah, yeah this is a this is a true peak that we're witnessing right now. I think let's just just hope it's a nice long peak. That there's three three more games to run would be quite nice. Yeah. So yeah, let's wrap up there, mate. Thanks as always for your time, and uh, yeah, I'll speak to you later. Cheers, bud. Thank you. Thanks to Andrew. Thanks very much to you for listening and downloading. 
And finally, thank you also to Beer52, sponsor of this podcast. A reminder, Beer52 are offering a free case of their handpicked beers to BlazePod subscribers. All you need to do is head to beer52.com slash BlazePod, sign up and cover just the $4.95 for postage. They will deliver a case of eight free beers direct to your door, meaning you barely need to leave the sofa to sip delicious craft beer from around the world. And these aren't just any beers. Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. They traverse the globe to find the best and most interesting craft beers from the greatest small batch breweries that are out there and deliver it straight to your door. They do not hold you to ransom. You can leave at any time with no cost to you. Sign up today, get your free case of craft beer. You get it from beer52.com slash bladespod. That's the words beer and the numbers 52.com slash bladespod.